You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Mankiran Ojala. Now, we're speaking to award-winning investigative journalist Kiran Singh with CBC News Vancouver. Now, last time we spoke to him, he did an investigation on why international students in Canada often don't get what they pay for. This time, he was in a second piece that looks into BC's private college industry, specifically Granville College. This time, the provincial regulator has also started investing in the college after his last story. Kiran, thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you for having me, Mankiran. So now tell us about this story, Shivani Sharma. What She's again another international student that has unfortunately here dealing with a whole lot of challenges. So tell us about what happened to her here. So her story is just like any other international student's story. It starts like that. You know, she comes here with dreams and hope, she says. She she has a full life back in India in Amritsar, Punjab, uh, where she has a husband, uh, a four-year-old, adorable kid. Uh, but her ultimate dream is to come here and then perhaps get her family to come here. Uh, but once she gets here, she sees uh, things aren't as uh, what they were portrayed to be, what was uh, sold to her, what was promised to her. And then uh, it kind of goes uh, downhill from there. Um, so basically, she uh, comes here to a private college in Granville College, Vancouver, and she realizes that multiple aspects of her program, um, she was lied about multiple aspects of, of her program. Uh, her program was changed from uh, business management to hospitality uh, without telling her. And um, she says her classes are barely lasting 10 to 15 minutes each day. Uh, she had paid over $13,000 in tuition fee uh, for a couple semesters. So imagine having paid so much money, um, especially when you're coming from India, the conversion rate and whatnot, coming here and seeing the quality of education that you're getting, uh, that you've been lied about your program. And on top of it, she says that plagiarism was rampant. People were just copy-pasting each other's answers, and they were getting 86%, 96%. So she faced all this, and then, you know, um, and then she also realizes that she was told that she would be getting uh, a postgraduate work permit. Now, people who are listening would understand, you know, some of them would understand how important this step is when you're an international student and you're working towards uh, your permanent residency to get a postgraduate work permit, because through this, you'll be getting your uh, permanent residency. So she says she was... um, She was misled about uh, her postgraduate work permit that, you know, her time spent at Granville uh, would count towards her work permit, which uh, was not the case. And then she decides, you know, she wants to withdraw. She would rather spend her money, her time at uh, an institution where she can actually study and she can actually get a postgraduate work permit. So she pulls out, but the college refuses to... um, refund any of her money so this is kind of how her story starts yeah and you know it it was really troubling reading her story because like you said this is so common amongst many international students and the other part of the story that really stands out is when she's denied her refund due to her enrollment contract this is the part that really kind of blew my mind tell us about what was happening here and actually, when I was working on this story, it blew my mind to how complicated the story was. But I, then I had some 400 documents in front of me, and I was going through everything. 
and I was talking with all the parties involved back and forth, and it just didn't make sense to me. Uh, but when you read the story, you'll understand what actually happened. So uh, she asks for a refund. She says, you know, I've, I've studied X number of t- um, hours. It's fine if you want to uh, keep some tuition, but please return some of my tuition. The college doesn't really, should they decline um, her refund? And then Balraj Kalon, he uh, is the co-founder of One Voice Canada, uh, it's a nonprofit that helps uh, vulnerable international students and migrant workers. S- such really good work that One Voice Canada is doing. He gets involved. Uh, Shivani uh, gets in touch with him through uh, a friend of hers, uh, who Balraj was helping uh, with similar situation. Uh, and then Balraj starts emailing back and forth with the school, and the school says uh, that, oh, according to the enrollment contract, we're not gonna give her a refund, and Balraj says, hold up, we don't even have an enrollment contract. What are you talking about? Uh, you never entered her in an enro- en- enrollment contract. And then the college sends over an enrollment contract, but uh, when Shivani saw it, when I was talking to her and Balraj, it turns out that they had never seen this document before. Uh, the, the document was uh, signed, uh, it, the date is, 2022, but Shivani says uh, her father, whose signature is on the document, signed 2022, passed away in 2015. So it, it kind of crashes down, and nobody really knows what's happening. So Badraj goes back to the college and asks that, hey, the it seems like the signatures are forged on this document. Shivani says, those are not my signature, and my father's signature dated 2022, he passed away in 2015. The Granville College folks replied to Balraj saying, oh, please give us some time, we'll reach out to you. Uh, But Balraj never hears, hear back from the Granville College after that. And then um, he goes to the regulator, uh, you know, trying to figure things out, trying to get her um, um, a refund. Uh, So if you read the story, you'll, you'll see how, just how complicated uh, the situation was. But yeah, the crux of it is she was presented a document from the college uh, which had her father's signature dated 2022, but she says her father passed away in 2015. My gosh, and I think that that's the part that really got to me is that there's this forged signature, this document that she doesn't even know about. This whole situation is so complex and just really complicated. And now I think the part of your story that's also interesting is now the BC's private training institution branch is involved now. So what does that mean? Before I get to that, I do want to mention one more thing. Uh, I want to mention when I was... uh when I was talking with the Granville College, I asked them about this document, and they said, oh, uh, Shivani's agent back in India says that it's her signature, and uh, he can attest to that, and it's her father's signature, and the document isn't forged. And but when I pre- uh, pressed them further, you know, what is their relationship like with the agent? They didn't really say much, but they did tell me that they have a working relationship with this agent. Uh, and that they've been working with this agent for a very long time without any uh, complaints. I I asked them to clarify what this working relationship meant, uh, but I was never sent uh, a reply back. Uh, now, when all this happened, when uh, Bilraj, you know, he um, exhausted 
all the avenues, uh, you know, trying to talk to the college, they stop replying to him, and then Buraj reaches out to PTIB. So PTIB is uh, BC's private training institutions branch. It's a it's a regulatory body that sort of works under uh, the Ministry of Higher Education. They oversee all the private colleges and uh, designated learning institutions. So there are some 270 designated learning institutions in BC. So what these are, uh, they're colleges or institutions, they don't even necessarily need to be colleges, that can host international students. So the number sits at over 270. So the case goes to private training institutions branch. Um, They have to, both parties have to provide uh, arguments and um, uh, evidence and whatnot. So after a lengthy back and forth, after some six months, the PTIB um, decided that Granville College had misled Shivani Sharma, but it took them six months to go back and forth and finally make that decision. What a long process. And, you know, when you were speaking to uh, Shivani Sharma, like, how is she feeling? It's, you know, international students, they're in such a precarious position. They are, uh, they come here with uh, a very limited amount of money. When somebody pulls out uh, to enroll in another college, they're, not everybody necessarily have means or tens of thousands of dollars to enroll in a new institution. And Shivani's situation was similar. She pulled out in January, but she couldn't enroll in another institution. She didn't have money, so she was trying to figure things out. She even told me that there were days when she she wouldn't even buy grocery because she had no money. So the situation was like that. Uh, But when you're not an international student, you also can't legally work here. So it's, it's this double-edged sword that international students have to face. So Shivani Sharma, she, she gathered money somehow and enrolled in a new institution and got her um, international student status back. But this whole ordeal, she's just, you know, every single time we talk, she just shakes her head. She's like, uh, one of the, when, when I started to interview her, one of her first things was, she she thought that everything was going to be great, but but it was not. Everything was broken because her first that step was wrong. She was in Granville, so you know she faced trauma. She faced depression. But uh, after PTIB's this decision, she's feeling much much hopeful about her life in Canada now. Mm-hmm. And you know you've also been mentioning, Kieran, throughout your story, the role of One Voice Canada, Balaraj, and even from speaking to him, just how common are cases and situations like this? So, Balaraj and I we've been talking um, for many, many months now. My previous story that came out in March, we actually started working on that story last summer. It took us good six months to investigate to get our facts right. Uh, and since then, I've just heard that he just keeps hearing about these stories that uh, these private colleges, they, he says they, that it seems like that they have no regard for PTIB or the regulatory body or the ministry. You know, and it's, it's rare that international students face this and come forward because nobody really wants to rock the boat, especially when your immigration status is precarious, when you're an international student. 
I myself being an international student some many years ago, I understand uh, this threat very, very clearly. Uh, so Barad says that this is a kind of a recurring theme that's coming up again and again, and talking about you know threats on immigration status and whatnot. Um, when Shivani Sharma, when I was going through her papers, there were so many interesting things that were coming up, and I was just things just I was just like. How, how is this possible? And I saw this document that Shivani Sharma's agent back in India, who Granville says they have a working relationship with, he made her sign a contract, and the contract says that if she pulls out uh, of her program, the college will have the right to report her to the authorities to get her deported. My gosh. <laughs> how do you make sense of it? It, it just makes no sense. And, you know, Kieran, from, you know, putting these stories out there, do you find that, you know, like, I guess maybe this is a bit hard for you to answer. Maybe you can answer. But, like, what's it going to take to, you know, tackle these sorts of colleges that are out here exploiting and hurting these students? There really needs to be a, a, a provincial and federal government hand in hand approach to this issue. Uh, because private colleges in BC are overseen by the provincial government, but when they bring in international students, that's federal jurisdiction. When we were working on my last story, uh, when I reached out to the federal government, they would uh, point me to the provincial government. When I reached out to the provincial government, they would point me to the federal uh, government. So it is going to take um, people like Bilraj from One Voice Canada speaking up. It's going to take international students speaking up. Because for the longest time, they haven't been heard. For the longest time, you know, media hasn't represented them well. So uh, it's understandable that they're a bit hesitant to talk with us, that they're hesitant to, you know, bring forth their stories. Uh, But it is going to take a hand-in-hand approach from media, from the governments, from uh, and a bit of courage from international students uh, to have these issues addressed. Karen, I want to thank you so much for your time and the work that you're doing. And I look forward to, you know, hearing more about this particular issue, because I'm sure for you, this is just the beginning. So, Karen, thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Karen, for having me. You're welcome.